Welcome to the Not Last Podcast, Season 1, Episode 1. I'm your host, Andrew Neil Nunez. Today's topic is titled, Getting Started. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to it. Welcome to my first ever podcast. My name is Andrew Neil Nunez, and I am going to share with you my journey as an athlete, and moreover, my journey as an okay athlete. I am a cyclist, I am a road racer, I am a time trialist, I am a moderate climber and a terrible sprinter, but I am going to walk you through over this episode, kind of the the premise for this podcast, getting things started off, and in subsequent episodes, I'm going to start to talk about my journey as an athlete. Uh, I'm now entering my 15th season as a bike racer, and only recently have I made a made my way into the uh, um, elite ranks, and I have to work very hard to be here. And this not last idea kind of came about as a as a joke that, uh, so I currently manage a bike shop here in Eugene, Oregon, and I have a customer that has uh, been a longtime customer. I work on her bike, her and her partner's bikes a lot. And I was just finishing up a tune-up on her bike. She came in to check in on it and pick it up. And she asked, she said, hey, Andrew, how is, how is training going? And, and during COVID, um, it, uh, it has come to kind of a halt or at least a slow trudge along. And um, I responded with, oh, well, I'm, I'm just trying to not be last. And we chuckled a little bit and moved on with, with the rest of the the service and, and, and customer interaction at the shop. And that idea of training to not be last, to be not last, really sort of stuck with me. And I started to roll that around a bit and see, huh, that really is why I'm here. That really is why I am training so hard. Because for me, as an athlete and as a cyclist, I I have been first on the podium. I have I have had some successes. I have also had uh, a lot of failures, more failures and and last place finishes, or no finishes at all um, than I have had uh, wins and palmars to to my name. So it really is true. I am I am training. We are all training. I believe to be kind of that that not last position. And, and that can take the form of so many different things for, for so many of us. And I, I'm stuck on this. I'm hooked on this idea of not last because it really is what I am training for. So I think this idea of not last uh, can take many different forms. And what some people may see as a last place finish, if it's the, the, the adage of, if you're not first, you're last. It's an all or nothing kind of attitude that works for some people. Um, but it can also be, and this has been more my take on it, that success is as, is it as good as you could do? You know, I may never be a, a Tour de France winner. I may never be the absolute top of my field, but I can be the very best that I can be, that my physical human capability can, can achieve. And that's what I've always seen as success. Sometimes it's first place, and that's an awesome feeling to be. Sometimes it's middle of the pack, and I'm equally as happy with that as if I had if I had beat everyone else because it was 
everything that I gave. And depending upon the level of competition that I was in, sometimes it's just an honor to be there and to compete. So this podcast is is a is a place that I uh, am going to pour some some of my creativeness and creative uh, juices, if you will, into and kind of be a safe space to talk about things, to talk about successes, moreover, and more importantly, to talk about failures um, and how we pick ourselves up, how we find inspiration and motivation, where I find inspiration and motivation uh, in other athletes and, um, and starting to profile those, maybe even getting some into interview here down the road when we can actually um, be together and see people again. I don't know if any of you remember what it's like to see people and to to be just in a general crowd and do things, but uh, I know I'm starting to forget, for one. So the way I see it is everyone's got to be last. Sometimes you're, you're last place. Sometimes you you do everything right and nothing goes your your way come race day or come any day that you're required to perform an interview and you don't get the job you get passed up for promotion you whatever um we've all been last and you have to be i i am a believer that everyone has to be last at some point i was riding with a uh, a friend and we were talking a little bit and he says i've never been last before and my response was, well, yes, you have. When have you been in a situation where you tried your hardest, you've always, you know, you thought you had everything in line, and then suddenly the ground was pulled out from underneath you, or you gave everything that you could, and everything that you possibly imagine went wrong on that day? We've all been last. And, and the more he thought about it, he started to identify times when he was last or when he did miss those things. And it's like, it tastes bad. It feels bad. It's that upturned stomach. And and it's very uncomfortable to be. And, and we're going to have some of these uncomfortable discussions and, and talk about, well, what do we do about this? Um, we all have dreams of, of, of these, these grandiose things, but sometimes it just gets completely derailed through sometimes no fault of our own, but uh, also through... Uh, it just you're in a stiffer field. You're, there's there are better competitors out there. There's always somebody better out there, um, and and that's a hard pill to swallow sometimes. So this not last idea is that you're going to you know you're you're going to figure out what that benchmark is. You're going to figure out well this this is what it what I gave and this is a result that I got. And if I want to do better, this is the benchmark. So I'm not last. And so finding out what that is, training harder, working harder, learning more, what what have you. Um, and so when it's time to perform, you show up and you're ready to go. Uh, I always like this um, this quote, and I'm I'm paraphrasing here, but uh, I don't remember where I heard it. However, it's uh, we earn our medals in the winter and we collect them in the summer, and it's we we put our time in, we work really hard, we train really hard so that when it's time to perform, when it's time to race or, or, or show up to the starting line, we are ready to go. There is, there is all the preparation is done and we just relax and have fun. Um, I love the aspect of training. I almost like the aspect of training more than I like the, the, the actual stressful competition day. For me, competition is very stressful. 
And I like doing it because it's difficult. I like to do things that are hard. But I love the the ability to push my body in training just to its absolute limit and see, like, is that enough? Can I improve? Can I set a new PR? What can I do to... to to improve uh, from all of this, you know, volume and training that my body has taken on. And, and hopefully it, it's enough. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. So as far as my athletic career goes, uh, I ran a little bit in high school. I ran cross country. I did uh, actually got into some, some longer distance stuff, marathons and, and beyond some trail running and, um, I was never great. I was never the first man on the team in high school. I was, you know, the third or fourth best man on the team. And um, we weren't men at the time. We were we were boys, dudes, I don't know, whatever you call it. Um, but I was never the top. I would, I would have some successes and maybe it's a, you know, a top 20 finish or a top 10 finish was, was astronomical. And I started to realize that, well, I just need to work harder and I just need to work harder. And what I what I draw from that now, well out of, of my high school days, is that I was in a field that had some of the best cross-country runners, um, maybe of my generation, and they were so good. And it wasn't that I was bad, it was just that I was in a, in a field that was stacked with competition and stacked with natural talent, something that I, again, like I said earlier, that I, I just don't have. So... I had an accident in high school that prevented me from, uh, really prevents me from running anymore. Um, I injured my knees and my hamstrings and um, can't can't handle the pounding of, of running anymore. So that was right as I tr- tr- was transitioning into uh, college and um, getting into racing in college or getting into, into college, I, I didn't have any racing opportunities. I didn't have really anything to do. I had a very generous uncle that sent me some money to purchase a bicycle for college, and I ended up getting a road bike and um, found that I uh, I liked going fast. It was fun to have these skinny little tires and and go rip around the bike path, and I thought that I was the, the uh, bee's knees, <laughs> if you will, and was just the king of the bike path. I was the fastest. There was nobody faster than me. And I started to think, while uh, I'm so good at this that I might as well see if my my university has a cycling team because I'll probably join it and do really well. So I joined the university cycling team and was the worst racer. I was last at every single race. Sometimes I couldn't even finish the race because they were too far and too fast and very quickly learned... uh, that uh, I sucked. <laughs> I was really bad. And I I took that as, well, this is a challenge. So every day I would train a little harder and maybe eat a little smarter and and sleep a little better and, and try and start to form things around me and make these changes in my lifestyle to uh, be faster and fitter and try and not be last and try and not be last. And it went from from DNFing, so not even finishing the race, to last, to second to last, to third from last, to fourth from last, and then starting to slowly, and I mean very slowly, like through multiple seasons of of collegiate racing, slowly, to to finishing in in the top half 
and then realizing that, oh, I have some skill in these and starting to identify where my talents were. And one thing I could find is that um, I, I'm an okay climber, so I can go uphill all right, not a true climber. I'm a little bigger than, than most climbers, most true climbers. I am a uh, horrendous sprinter. It is a joke to try and sprint against me because you will probably win every time. However, with my background in running, I do have a pretty big engine and can turn on that engine and just motor for quite a long time. So in college, I would show up to the, there, there was an omnium format. And so an omnium format in collegiate cycling is there's a road race. So of, you know, 40 to, to 90 miles. So depending upon what category you race, the higher categories race longer, uh, the lower categories race shorter. There was a criterium that is usually, you know, a 30 to 60 minute criterium through really tight corners and you navigate that uh, as fast as you can. And then there was also a team time trial. So you'd get four men on your team, four men on your team, and you would all go off together and see how fast you could complete this course. Um, usually an out and back, you know, you race down to, around a cone and, and come ripping on back. And so I would usually be out warming up for the time trial, which I liked the most. They were they were fun to do. They're very gear intensive, and um, I oftentimes would miss my start time because I was bad at time management. I'm much better now, but I was pretty poor at time management at the time because I'm 20-something years old and in college, and I would show up to the start line. The official would say, well, your team has already started. Like, you can um, you can put a foot down and, and go and try and catch them. And because I'm 20-something and in college, I'd say, yeah, sure. So I'd put a foot down, and I would start racing down to try and catch up with my team. There were often times when I would pass other teams of riders to try and catch my team and instances where I would actually catch my team, I would get on the front after passing, you know, two or three other groups of riders, catch them, get on the front, and drag my team all the way around the rest of the course until we got back to the finish line. Now, we never finished well because I was always late, and they would have to start off without me, and so they were a rider down. But hindsight being twenty twenty, I wish I had learned this or recognized this skill and talent a lot earlier on. Um, but I, I could motor and I could go and I could just turn those screws really tight and hold it for a long time. Um, a time trialist is often known as the, the silly rider who can go fast in straight lines. And I very much identify as being that silly rider who can go pretty darn fast in, uh, straight flat lines. (laughs) And so, um, yeah, I, I started to refine and hone and really work on and specialize in uh, time trialing. It's very gear intensive, so the gear junkie um, in me and and the, the the nerd in me really likes to geek out with all of the aerodynamic wheels, helmet, um, body positions, and and all of these things. And and I really like the technical aspect of time trialing. It's kind of take a niche sport of cycling and then. Uh, get into more of a, a subset niche sport of time trialing, but, um, it's, it's fun for me. I really like it. It's, it's, um, it's a race where, and this is where my running background comes into play. It's a race where more often the fastest rider wins. And 
in other cycling races, in criterium races, in um, hill climbs aside, in criterium races, stage races, road races, it's not always the fastest rider who wins. And it's there's so many levels of, of, of tactics and, and, and you have to be a good tactician to be a really good road racer or crit racer. And that's something that I, as a... Uh, as a cyclist, I struggle with that. I struggle with being a good um, reader of the race. And so it's been um, fun for me because in a time trial, it usually is the fastest rider wins and the strongest rider wins on that day. Pacing has a lot to do with it. There is strategy. There are things to, to, to capitalize on and some tactics to play, but it really is you against the clock against everyone else against the clock. And it's a true race. It really is kind of, the, uh, I think, a true form of sport, and, and I really enjoy that. So that's my jam. I, I'm into time trialing. I'm really into time trialing, and I'm into races and courses that, that suit my ability as a time trialist. So I've slowly started to make my way up into um, into races and into racing categories and racing with faster and faster people. Um, I made my way into my first uh, pro race back uh, last year. I guess no, two seasons ago. I made my my debut as as a pro rider, um, and this will be a topic for another episode. But um, the phrase royal ass whooping, I believe, uh, comes into play because I got my teeth kicked in on my trip to Idaho and it was fantastic. Um, that will be an episode for another time, but, um, we will talk about that. Getting into, uh, more of what this podcast means to me and, and what I want to pour into this and this journey that I want to share with you. This journey is of limited duration to begin with. Um, and it, it coincides with a very big and very scary goal that I'm trying to achieve. So my route into the pro ranks has been um, very circuitous, where I'm not on a, a pro team, I'm on a, a small little team. Um, and they're based in Chile. And I have dual citizenship with Chile through my mother, who is who is Chilean? That pres- that opportunity was presented to me uh, a handful of years ago, and I I took advantage of it to get my citizenship and my passport for uh, through Chile. And so, um, it has always been my dream to try and compete at the highest level that I possibly can. And I guess this is where the the suspenseful music starts to play, and 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 you start to ramp up into this um, this big build and to do. But I'm not. Uh, super rich and I don't have uh, money to pay for a string section. So I will just go into, uh, into this. (laughs) My dream uh, is to be an Olympian. I want to compete in the 2024 Paris Olympic games, representing Chile in the men's individual time trial. (sighs) (laughs) It's weird to say it. It's weird to put it onto a recording and, and, I've, I've worked on this for a very long time. I have always had the dream of wanting to be an Olympian. And I think I have a very small crack in the door as a Chilean athlete to become one. And it, it's been a lifetime dream. And uh, I want to be among the few who can call themselves an Olympian. It doesn't matter if you get knocked out in qualifiers. It doesn't matter if you are uh, DFL in in the Olympic races, 
those people who have the opportunity and the honor to represent a country and to compete, it is something that you can never take away from them. And I want that. It is an all-consuming thought and dream that I have. I think about it all day long, every day. It is always buzzing in the back of my head. More often, it's in the forefront of my mind of how do I get to this point and achieve this goal. So I'm going to share with you this journey. I'm going to um, try with everything that I have to uh, make it onto the selection and make it onto the Olympic team and go compete in the Paris 2024 games. Um, I have some contingencies. Worst case scenario, I have some really great fitness that comes out of this. So either way, it's a win-win scenario where I'll, I'll be fast and fit and have this fun journey to share. Um, I know that you know I may make it, I may not. If If I don't try with everything that I am and that I have, I'm going to regret it for the rest of my life. And I'm going to try and capitalize on this. I'm going to try. Like I said, there is a teeny, tiny crack in the door. And I'm going to do everything in my power to make that crack a little bigger. So instead of my fingernails getting through, it's my whole hand and then my arm and then my head and then ultimately me and my bicycle and a plane ticket to Paris. That is the goal. And if not, I'll have some great fitness to and some stories to share along the way. So so that'll be fine too. But I'm going to try and make this happen. Um, I'm a firm believer in the phrase, how you do anything is how you do everything. And um, I try and live my life. I try and operate on every day-to-day interaction with um, how you do anything is how you do everything. I am a clean athlete. I am a vegan athlete. I work extremely hard and will do everything and anything in my power uh, to try and make this reality uh, or make this dream a reality. And I want to be clear about one thing with this, uh, with this journey and with this podcast. Uh, I am not, and I repeat, in not in medal contention uh, for the games. My goal is to go and have the honor of competing and representing a country where I have deep roots. Um, but ultimately, my goal is to not be last. So, welcome to the Not Last podcast. We'll see where this goes. Thanks for tuning in to the Not Last podcast. Be sure to subscribe. New episodes drop weekly. Follow us on Instagram at notlast underscore podcast. This podcast is produced solely by me. If you like what you hear, be sure to tell your friends. The music for this is provided by the amazing Flemingosis. Support him, give him a follow, listen to his music. He's incredible. The artwork for this podcast is created and designed by Paige Enochibar. She is amazing. Also give her a follow. Also like her artwork. Also support local artists. Coming up next, we'll explore the concept of mantras and how I use them for training and every day. I'm excited you're here, and I hope you'll come back soon.